On today's episode of Making the Call, I've got Trent, Rosie, and Alex with me this week. And because the Cowboys lost, all of our teams have officially been eliminated. The 2022 version of our teams is gone. And so we start the podcast in a little bit of a different way. We say farewell to our teams. Uh, We say farewell to the 2022 season. Look towards 2023. Um, That's how we start the podcast. And then after that, we get into our regular scheduled uh, Making the Call podcast. And that is recapping the divisional round. Uh, We recap how we did on our picks from last week. Uh, Then we just go game by game, starting with the Chiefs and Jaguars from Saturday afternoon and ending with another heartbreaking Cowboys loss on Sunday night uh, to the 49ers. So we go game by game and talk about all the big storylines and takeaways coming out of this weekend. And then we got two games left, four teams left. So we preview the two conference championships. You got Sunday at two o'clock central time, 49ers at Eagles, and then Sunday at 530 central time Bengals at Chiefs. So we go through both of those games. We make our picks, of course, money line spread and over under. So that's the podcast. It's all NFL. We're in the heart of the NFL playoffs. Start off with farewell to our teams. It's all coming up right after this. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Making the Call. Uh, we're going to be starting the episode off a little bit differently uh, than we normally do. So I've got Rosie, Trent, and Alex with me. Um, as of this weekend, all of our NFL teams have been eliminated. Our seasons are over. Uh, and so we're going to start off the podcast saying farewell to our teams of this season. Hopefully with some uh, things to look forward to into 2023. And so um, it was kind of an open-ended prompt for everyone. So I'm curious to see how everyone decides to take it. But we're going to do that and then we'll proceed with the rest of the show. So with all that said, Rosie, take it away. Hit the music. Oh, wait. Hold on. First. <laughs> yeah. Let's hit the music. There we go. Well, out of... The four of our teams, mine came in last. And it kind of reminded me of, you know, when you're a kid and you're like hanging out with your friend at their house and you guys are hanging out all day and then it comes time to go home and you're like, mom, can I please stay the night? Oh, yeah. Well, this is where she says no. <laughs> no, Lions. You can't make it to the playoffs. <laughs> No more fun. Fun's over. Come home. Maybe next time. And so I was doing some research. You know how the Lions haven't won a play- playoff game since 1991? Mm-hmm. Well, before that, the last time they won a playoff game was 1957. So wow. that is 33 years between 1957 and 1991. 33 years from 1991 is 2024. So, ah, one more year. Yeah. So maybe next time is what I'll say. Farewell, Lions. Maybe next time. All right. Moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Came into this year, no expectations. Started out brilliantly. Thought we could win the division. I was fooled. We turned out to just be sort of the middle of the pack team. Got some injuries. Future looks bright. Don't overpay Gino or sign him up for too long. But overall, I think this is the start of the year, or start of the a new era in the Seahawks. We just need to make our draft picks correctly. Luckily, we're still got a top five pick. 
and made the playoffs. Hopefully, Jamal Adams can play more than six games next year. He didn't even play more than two this year, so that's that's a big question mark, but we'll see. It's time for draft season. Let's focus on that. And with that, I say goodbye to the 2023 Seahawks. My dearest Minnesota Vikings, I would like to start this by saying thank you for blowing off, blowing the wheels off of Green Bay Week One. I appreciate that. To Kevin O'Connell, I thank you for once again bringing an entertaining offense to Minnesota and for firing Ed Donatel. To Justin Jefferson, I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I love you probably the fourth most on my list of things that I love which is pretty high. You should be proud of that. And to Kirk Thuggins, I hope next year you can have a top 15 defense. That's all you need to win a Super Bowl. You're capable. You're able. You cannot do it with the 31st ranked defense. So to the Minnesota defense, I hope I never see the 2022 defense again. I hope you're gone forever in a bag with rocks at the bottom of a lake. And with that, I would like to say my final farewell to the Minnesota Vikings. See you next year. Dear 2022 Dallas Cowboys, your season started with disaster. With me hoping for an 0-17 record after Dak's finger injury in week one. Dan Quinn and the defense had different plans. You won more games than I expected and proved to be a bona fide playoff team. To Micah Parsons, thank you for being one of the most entertaining players I have ever seen wear the star. Watching your ability to wreck another team's game plan was the best part of this season. To CeeDee Lamb, thank you for proving you could be a number one option in a top five offense. I can only hope the team can put a viable number two next to you in 2023. And to Dak Prescott, I have defended you more than most, but man, it's getting tougher and tougher to do so. You provided me vindication in the wildcard round. You showed the world what us Dak defenders have been saying is possible. However, you ended the season showing the Dak haters what can be the harsh reality. I hope you don't take the reckless throws and boneheaded interceptions with you to the 2023 season for your sake and for mine. Finally, to Jerry Jones, you are the owner of the most valuable sports team in the world. When the city has proposed extending public transit to Arlington, you have time and time again gotten those measures shot down so you can continue to charge fans $100 for parking. Despite being someone with vast wealth, you insist on getting rid of quality starters for the sake of saving a penny. You traded Amari Cooper and let the season go on with no consistent wide receiver behind CeeDee Lamb. You traded Lyle Collins in a year where we constantly needed right tackle help. 
I have lived my entire life as a fan of your cursed franchise. And I hope in 2023, you put aside your pride and greed and give the team the best chance to win. To the 2022 Dallas Cowboys, you exercised some of your demons, and I hope you continue to do so in 2023. And with that, I say goodbye. We'll be back right after this. All right, we are back for the rest of the podcast. Uh, we had to say farewell to our teams, but now we're just going to proceed with the rest of the uh, normally scheduled programming here at Making the Call. Uh, first, we're going to start with recapping the divisional round, and I think we have to start with recapping how we did on our picks, uh, just like we did last no. week. <laughs> I know Trent wants Saturday. to recap our picks. Um, Alex started off strong, went, what, 6-0 and through the first two games. Yeah, I went um, homer on Sunday. did not help. Stupid. <laughs> Trent dominated the weekend, went 10 and 2 through all four games. Alex came in second with 7 and 5. I came in third at 6 and 6. Austin 5 and 7. Rosie 4 and 8. Overall standings, Trent is in first place at 19 and 11 through two weeks. Rosie's in second place, 18 and 12. Myself and Alex are tied 16 and 14. And then Austin is in last place at 12 and 18. As far as conference champion, what's that? <laughs> Friend of the awesome. show. <laughs> Friend yeah. of the show. <laughs> I haven't seen him since November. <laughs> um, conference champion at Super Bowl. So the only team that any of us picked that's out is the Bills. Uh, Trent had them winning the AFC. Rosie had them winning at all. Other than that, all of our teams are still alive. Yeah. Um, I have a discrepancy in that. Okay. I picked the Bengals to beat the Bills this week. You did. So what do I get? <laughs> Uh, that was plus, nothing. Uh, that was plus one. You you got to go ten and two versus nine and three on the week. That's what you get. All right. Whoa. We'll just we're gonna go chronological order from um, the divisional round, starting with the Chiefs beating the Jaguars twenty seven twenty. And guys, I think we have to start with the Mahomes injury. Um, Diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. He said he's going to play regardless of whatever the diagnosis was, which I think is crazy because the normal timetable is what, like six weeks for a high ankle sprain, maybe five. He's going to play seven days later, eight days later. So if he plays, what percent do you think he's going to be with a high ankle sprain? 60. 60, yeah. Sounds 60 right. for Trent and Alex and 70 for Rosie. Yeah. I mean, is 60 or 70% Mahomes? Like, is that good enough to still beat the Bengals? Or, I mean, we're going to get into that matchup, no. but to me, I think that completely changes the way that this next weekend's going to go. You couldn't beat him at 100% in the regular season. I know it's just I, the regular season, but still. I think Andy Reid can drop some plays in, you know, the Chiefs have one of the best offensive lines in the league, so they're going to be blocking pretty well, I think. And I think you saw this week when Chad Henney went in that if they just get the ball out quick, they can they can do some work. They don't need the deep passes. Hmm. Yeah, I just it it's a shame that Mahomes got hurt because you just I feel like with with any team. 
you don't you don't want in, you don't want a player to get injured this late in the season and the playoffs because it just changes the narrative. It changes the resume of other teams. Um, you know, you start being able to throw on asterisks and things like that. So um, it's a shame. I hope it's not as bad as we think, but I do think it's impressive that they were still able to squeak out a win because you know Mahomes goes out for the second quarter, comes back in at halftime. He wasn't the same. I mean, he was hobbled. He was um, moving very gingerly on that leg. And the fact that they were still able to beat the Jaguars, I think is impressive. Um, Specifically on the Chiefs side, did anything else stick out to y'all from this game before we move on to the Jaguars? Yeah, run the ball more, please. Hmm. I think Pacheco is getting like eight yards of carry. He's got some burst. Looks like the real deal. He does. No, he looks, I mean... I, I forget that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is technically still on that team. He's, <laughs> he's hurt, okay? He's hurt. I thought he was back. No. Yeah, he's no. back. He's back. Oh, yeah, that's wow. just his ego you're thinking of. Wow. That's bad that I didn't even know he's back. Yeah, I think he's eligible to come back. I don't think that they've activated him yet. Right. But I think okay. he's okay. like healthy. Okay. But the, he's he's basically been a healthy scratch, essentially. That's still um, all right. To the Jaguars then. How do you just not cover Travis Kelsey all game? I mean, they've done that all year. They're they were the worst team at guarding tight ends in the league, so I think their game plan was sort of like, well, we'll just cover everybody else but Travis and see how that works. And it didn't work. You know, that's a bold game plan, Cotton, <laughs> going up against the Chiefs. <laughs> Considering their receiving core is Kadarius Tony, Juju Smith Schuster. I'm just going in order of um receiving yards for the day outside of Kelsey. Kadaris Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster, Noah Gray with one catch, Justin Watson with one catch, Mark Quez, Valdez, Scantling with one catch. I. Yeah. What was the Jags' game plan here? Every time Kelsey caught the ball, there was someone on him. <laughs> so, I mean, you can try to cover a six foot five, 250-pound Kelsey, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> but... Don't you think that, like, I don't know, after Mahomes gets hurt, Henny comes in, and then Mahomes comes back in, but is clearly not 100%, that if you're the Jags, you just say, okay, we're going to double-team Kelsey, we're going to chip him at the line, we're going to do whatever, and he's not, he can't be a, he can't be a target, he can't be a factor in this. We're going to make Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling beat us, and if they beat us, fine, but we're not letting 87 beat us, and... I went back and looked it up. After Mahomes got injured, Kelsey caught eight passes for 58 yards and a touchdown. You can't let him catch eight passes. Like, after the Mahomes injury, he needs to catch like two. So the fact that he was still a focal point, I just, I was dumbfounded by that. Um, I don't know. Anything else to say? I, I want to look big picture at the Jaguars, but Trent, Rosie, Alex, anything else you want to say about the Jaguars in this matchup? Trev played well, but it wasn't enough. He, yeah. he he misses throws sometimes, and I'm really hoping that he's going to take another step next year with Calvin Ridley and all them. But He will. It's first year in a new offense. No one ever plays that great in it except Kirk because, well, best quarterback to ever exist. But, you know. All right, hold on. I've got the time here. It is twenty minutes into the podcast, and we got the first mention of Kirk Cousins. I had the I had the under on that, so 
I was wrong this <clears throat> week. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Lawrence is going to build on build on it in year three, especially year two with Doug Peterson. I, he seems like the kind of guy he's going to continue to get better. And also, what a bust Trayvon Walker has been so far. Ha-ha. I think he's. I no, think for he's... a rookie, I think he's been fine. He's been pretty bad. It's been fine for a rookie, but not for number one overall pick. I agree with Rosie. Yeah, like he well, he doesn't get pressure on the quarterback. He doesn't really get sacks. He's not good when they drop him into coverage. He was a liability on the field. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still too soon to call him a bust, though. He was one a bust in. for this year. They should have drafted Aiden Hutchinson. They were dumb not to. Same old Jags. I guess they're in the playoffs, though. So they won a playoff game. I don't. I don't know if you can say same old Jags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Taking a step back and looking at the Jags as a whole, going into next year, where do we see them fitting in the AFC hierarchy? Because I think hmm. you would you would probably put you know Chiefs, Bengals, Bills as that top three, and then are the Jags in that next tier? Or do you feel comfortable like just go ahead and sliding them in there? You know. With everything yeah. we know right now? Yeah, I think I'd slide them in the fourth. And I think they can be a little frisky, depending on maybe Chiefs, Bills, or whoever has the off year. I could see them maybe sneaking into third as third seed, but mm. really just depends on how the chips fall. So you're comfortable putting them ahead of the Chargers as things currently sit? Yeah, I, I trust their coaching staff better. Like I don't think Trevor Lawrence and uh, Justin Herbert are that far off. They're both really good, so yeah. And they're getting Calvin Ridley next year, another weapon for Lawrence. Like things are looking good for the Jags. All right, that Trevor Lawrence Herbert comment elicited a response from Trent. Trent, what do you think? No, I mean he's not that far wrong. I guess. I I think I'm I'm more confident in the Jaguars' future than I am the Chargers' future. Mm-hmm. Like, if you told me five years from now Justin Herbert's wearing a different jersey, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Hmm. I believe that. And, but I don't I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going anywhere. I think he's going to be a Jaguar's entire career. Yeah, I think, I think as long as Peterson's there, I think those two are going to be joined at the hip for the foreseeable future. But there definitely is more uncertainty, especially with the coaching and, and the Chargers. Um, Rosie, what do you think? I... We're we're not thinking Lamar comes back though, right? Like, because no, he right. no, he's gone. Yeah, he's done in Baltimore. They're pretty confident they're going to resign him, and I, okay. I think he's done too. Yeah, if I'm a, if, I, if I'm a Raven, I don't want to resign him. Like, I don't want him as a teammate. He had like an ankle. What do you have? An, his injury was a ankle a PCL. His PCL. Knee. Show up to a playoff game on crutches, dude. Don't stay home. But also, Especially if you're the quarterback, but whatever. Anything the organization is saying now means nothing. I mean, we're not that far removed from Cliff Kingsbury saying Josh Rosen is our guy when they had a number one overall pick. And he, in fact, um, was not their guy. So I wouldn't put too much stock in what you know teams are saying in January that are currently out of the playoffs. Yeah, but if we're playing a, a game and we're assuming Lamar's back and then... In the first round, they draft a receiver. I, I, I would probably put the Ravens above the Jags just because the Ravens defense was just as injured as it was last year. 
but I mean, it's improving year on year. And so I think next year it's going to get even better. They can't so, be above the Jags if the Bengals are winning the division. Well, if we're just ranking I mean, teams. Yeah, I mean, they can. <laughs> I think that, because to me, I look at it and I say like, okay, your top three in whatever order you want to put Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. And then your next tier of teams is probably four teams in some order. And it's Jacksonville, Chargers, Jets and Ravens and you and you could maybe make a case for Miami so maybe it's five teams but if I'm looking at those five teams whatever uncertainties or unknowns are tied to each of them I think Jacksonville has the fewest of those the other four or five have big question marks around them and I think Jacksonville is probably the safer pick so um all right Anything else on this game, or do we want to move on to Saturday night? Saturday night? Yeah. Okay. Eagles 38, Giants 7. Um, I thought this game was going to be closer. I picked the Giants to cover. I think it was a seven and a half point spread. At, at least, you know, I mean, I didn't have any money on it, but at least I knew within the first like six minutes that I was on the wrong side of that, of that bet because six minutes in, there was no way they were going to cover. Um, <laughs> it was actually all of us picked the giants to cover except for Alex. He had Eagles minus seven and a half. So, yep. and I believe uh, I said it was going to be a blowout. Well, you were right. Uh, 38 to seven, I think counts as a blowout. They a little bit dominated this game in every facet. Um, offense, defense, specific units on those uh, on, on each side. I mean, I'll just kind of open it up. How did, in in y'all's mind, and anyone can take it first, how did Philly dominate the way they did on Saturday? Well, I got the clear answer. They lied about Jalen Hurts and Lane Johnson being hurt. <laughs> they were perfectly fine. Well, Lane, Lane Johnson got hurt during the game, didn't he? Like, he had sort of a groin issue. Was that a different injury? I think so. Like, after the first or second series, he started holding his groin, but, like, huh. he still played fine. So, might have just been well, sort of a lingering thing. But and he was out with a groin, so isn't that the same? Yeah, he didn't miss oh, okay. all this time with a groin, so maybe he just re aggravated it a well, bit. Well, it hurts is the more important part, and he looked absolutely fine, he looked nothing amazing. wrong with him. Um, and the Giants aren't the kind of team if they're down by two scores that they're going to come back from it, they're a team that like they need to stay within striking distance or it'll, it'll all fall apart, yeah. Should have taken no, I mean, the ball first. It's the yeah. first mistake on the coin toss. Yeah. Um, Trent, what did you think of this Philly game? I mean, how did this make you feel knowing your the Vikings lost to the Giants a week before and then seeing the Giants roll out this performance? What was going through your mind? Um, I played the fifth. <laughs> well... Good thing this is a uh, crappy the Vikings defense is that the Giants look so good against the Vikings last week and then this week they put up seven points. I think that's what yeah. that's what it says to me. Yeah. We can go with that. A man of many words tonight, Trent. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. Well it's reflecting. Yeah. I 
I don't know. Philly Philly dominated this game. Um, I'm with you, Rosie. Jalen Hurts looked completely healthy to me. I thought he was going to be like 80, 85%, but that was not the case. And we're going to talk about it later on, but this Philly-San Francisco matchup is going to be a bloodbath, I think. And I'm really excited to talk about it and really excited to watch it this next weekend. But um, real quick on the Giants, is there anything they could have done differently to actually win this game or at the very least cover seven and a half points? Or was this were they doomed from the opening kick? I think they were just doomed from the opening kick. Like mm. they just couldn't stop the run at all. The Eagles had 238 yards of rushing. Like Boston Scott got his touchdown. Like there's just not much they could have done. <laughs> the giant slayer. Yep. I, I think if the Giants would have run the ball more, they would have had more success. And yeah. it would have been longer drives. Yeah. Maybe just focus on controlling the time of possession was probably their only hope. Yet. You can't really you can't really run the ball. He wasn't doing anything. He had nine he had carries it. for sixty one yards. Yeah, so he was doing something. At one point I think at one point he had like five carries for eleven yards. Yeah, so he had he had sixty one total and thirty nine of them came on one. Hmm. One carry. So outside of that one, he was eight carries for twenty two yards. Still I I think that they could have ran the ball more. Because I thought Daniel Jones played decent in this game, and he had a couple of his receivers drop balls because, you know, they signed him off the streets like five weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, run the ball. That's how you win. For them. Yeah, I think if anything, I think if you're the Giants in this in this game, um, kind of looking at them big picture, you you saw something you could build on this year going into next year, but you also saw how far away you are from a talent standpoint from the upper echelon in the NFC. And you're looking even in your division, you're like, okay, if I'm going to compete with the Eagles, then we need pass catchers that we didn't just sign off the street. We need guys better than Richie James or uh, Darius Slayton or Isaiah Hodgins. I mean, we need legitimate dudes that can catch passes from Daniel. DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, it's a good option. Have you? I mean, have you seen any rumblings about that, or is that just, just an idea? Just an idea. A very good right idea. I, yep. Right off the dome. That would be interesting. So they trade for him and then re-sign Daniel Jones and re-sign Saquon. Yeah, I, I think that they could run it back. Yeah. Interesting. I mean that. Yeah. Gosh, if they did that, the the difference between like Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and then the commanders, oh. <laughs> like poor commanders, man. Yeah. Hey, Sam Howell like the bears a star. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> What's that Trent? It's like the bears. And eh, no, at least the, the commanders have-, have their quarterback. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Maybe oh, I one will. day it'll be true. Every night before I go to sleep. All they do is Bryce Young. <laughs> Trent, can I Trent, can I let you in on a little on a little secret? It's a secret. I'm in a like long-term Super Bowl pool with a few guys and it's you you put like 50 bucks in the pot each year 
Yeah. And whenever you start it, you take like the bottom eight teams in terms of Super Bowl odds for that year and you pick one and you do it year after year until one of those one whichever team someone picked wins the Super Bowl. I think I'm and in it, that too. <laughs> you were in it for one year and then you you said you don't want to do it anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it cuz it reset a few years ago cuz some guy had the Buccaneers and then they won. So he got like 2500 bucks or whatever. My team's the Bears. So I have <laughs> I have a little favoritism towards them. But I'm also nervous because one of the guys has the Bengals. Um and it, he got it like before they drafted Chase, like when Burrow like tore his ACL. And they so do you pick a good. new team every year? No, you pick the you pick the team like what? So it resets when someone wins a Super Bowl, and then that okay. following year, everyone picks a team, and you stick with that team until one of those teams wins it. Well, thank God you get to reset in a month. Yeah, the Bengals. Are you ain't winning crap with the Bears. We'll see. I we'll see. I also have to for that. I'm in a, a keeper league with all those guys and I got last place. So I will be at waffle house this Saturday doing the waffle house challenge. So that'll be fun. Maybe uh, Trevor will stop by. Maybe. Um, all right. Anything else on Eagles giants before we move on to Bengals bills? No. Okay. Bengals 27 bills. 10. Do we want to start with the bills or the Bengals first? The bills. I don't want to talk about this game. Rosie, how about you go first, man? You picked the Bills. <laughs> you picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl all the way back in our division previews in August. Um, of all the teams we picked to win a Super Bowl before the playoffs started, they were the first one to get eliminated. How are you what feeling? Happened? Man, they just sucked, didn't they? I mean, that game wasn't even fun to watch. I mean, yeah, yeah it was fun to watch because of the snow. Yeah, yeah. that was a nap. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I think I talked about the Bills defensive line getting pressure on the Bengals because they got a bunch of backups in there. No pressure whatsoever. Um, They were running the the simplest defense of rushing for and hoping for the best. Hardly any blitzes, hardly any like disguised looks. Joe Burrow just tore him up like it was nothing. Like there was nothing even there in front of him. And then on the other side, the Bills' offensive line is a real problem. And it has been all year and last year, but it, it is a real issue. They need to revamp it completely, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't help when Gabe Davis drops like two bombs for touchdowns, but whatever. And he was, you know, yeah. I mean, they couldn't get anything going with their receivers. Um, Trent? You keep making faces at Rosie. Have anything to say? Fraudulent. <laughs> you picked him. They were kind of fraudulent, though. Like that's not wrong. No, yeah. I didn't pick him. Say, Alex. I have the Niners winning. Uh, yeah, he had the Niners over the Bills. He picked him to get. Yeah, he picked him to win the AFC. Discrepancy. I picked the Bengals to beat the Bills, so I didn't even have faith in myself. All right, I'm a fraud. Every, everything's a fraud. That's that's the lesson here. Everything's Shout out fraudulent. tax season. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good dad joke. Um, this segment is brought to you by TurboTax. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, no free ads. Uh, not brought to you by them. TurboTax, don't do your I, taxes. No, but whoever. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Um, yeah, this the Bills performance, Rosie... 
I don't know. I think we need to spend more time on this before, you know, than the Bengals because I think it's a big surprise. Home games in Buffalo when it's snowing are supposed to be their advantage. And the Bengals are supposed to be the team with the battered offensive line. And it was all flipped. You would have thought the Bengals were the home team and you would have thought the Bills were the ones who lost all their offensive linemen to injuries. Yep. I mean, scoring 10 points at home, it just, it's egregious. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I, I for one, am very worried about the future of the Buffalo Bills. Why is really? that? I, I, I don't know, man. I just got an irky feeling about them. They, Josh Allen. I'm hoping it's the injury that Rosie was claiming all year, because he did not look good down the stretch. He's turning the ball over left and right almost as much as Dak, and. That defense got cut through like a hot knife through butter against the Bengals. And if you're gonna you get the Bengals and the Chiefs in the AFC, I if they show up again next year like they did get was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago. I don't even remember. No, it was yesterday. Yeah. No, it was, or it was two days. Sunday. It was, it was Saturday. It was Saturday. Sunday. Wait, no, it was, uh, no, no, it was Sunday. Bill's Bengals was Sunday. Dude, we all work from home these days, or actually, I don't know if that's true. I think I, the days I just run together. Home. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what like it's we're on to Sunday. Days. It was Sunday two o'clock. Okay, yeah, Sunday two o'clock. If they show up a year from now next Sunday playing the Bengals and look like that, I mean, they're never going to beat the Bengals or the Chiefs for that matter. And in you know, a few years, we'll probably be saying the same thing about the Jags. Not like they won't be able to beat the Jags, not, but. And in the whole fiasco with Stefan Diggs or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, you can say, oh, you love his passion or whatever, but that, I mean, teammates remember that. They don't, I mean, they could say, oh, it's water under the bridge. It's not. <laughs> I mean, they're all going to be like, oh, he's going to have our back up until we screw him over and lose, which, yeah, nobody likes losing, but there's a difference in being a sore loser and a, well, I guess not sore loser. And I, I think Diggs was a sore loser. But that has absolutely no bias behind that at all. <clears throat> I think we saw that the Bills are missing pieces. Yeah. Specifically on defense. An, another receiver. Because, that, that I mean, you, you look on the other side of the ball and Burroughs throwing to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst has been really good this season. And, you know, aside from Diggs, it's just a bunch of guys. What other team has what Cincinnati has, though? Knox is all right. Like, I mean, you can make you can I mean, make an argument a, for the Dolphins and the Eagles, but there's I can – I don't the, know, man. The Seahawks have a better receiving quarter than them. Easily. Maybe. No, not maybe. Easily. Better than who? I think Andrews and went out. Are we talking about oh, okay. yeah, yeah. His... I thought you were saying better than like Miami and Cincinnati. I was like, um, <laughs> I don't think so there, died. buddy. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, power went out. Uh, what'd I miss? Well, we were just saying that Burrow has the weapons and Josh Allen is missing something. Yeah, I think that I expected a lot more from Gabe Davis this year. I think that's, yeah. that's been a big disappointment. But... Um, all right. I just thought of this take. I'm, I'm workshopping it. It's not, I don't know if it's ready yet, but I'm just going to workshop it here on the podcast. 
Um, think of the AFC in the in the entire in the 2000 to 2010 in that decade. Mahomes and the Chiefs, it's Tom Brady and the Patriots. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, it's Peyton Manning and the Colts. <laughs> Josh Allen and the Bills, it's Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Herbert is Philip Rivers on the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, that's why I'm workshopping it. I wanted, I wanted some input. And I think Joe Burrow is more like Tom Brady at this point. He needs to win his first Super Bowl first. Right. Yeah. But other than that, spot on. Okay, so we're going to revise it. I like the Ben Roethlisberger. I knew I was I was missing something. So Mahomes, Brady, Burrow, Peyton, and Josh Allen, Roethlisberger, and then Herbert Rivers. I feel like I'm sinning comparing, comparing Josh Allen to Ben Roethlisberger. But it feels like we've got these two quarterbacks in Mahomes and Burrow who are continuing to get it done in January. And Josh Allen is like super talented. He's whoa. usually on talented teams. There's these high expectations. Whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. Can't get it done in January. Ben Roethlisberger could get it done in January. So if you're going to say that, I'd say Josh Allen is more like Phillip Rivers currently. But see, that that's what I originally thought. But I think Roethlisberger probably makes more sense because Roethlisberger was always like the first guy out. Like it was always like, Peyton versus Brady and like Roethlisberger was good and was putting up the numbers like Josh Allen is, but like you wouldn't usually like you was wouldn't he? put. Yeah, he was. You went mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Three Super Bowls. Three time champ. Roethlisberger. I thought he won two. Okay. Two. I thought it was two or three. I was guessing three, but Here, I'll look it up. He only won Over. one. No, he won at least two. He won against the Seahawks and then he won another one. Oh Yeah. When he was a rookie, right? Like second year, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, he won two rings, one in 2005 and one in 2008. So he was 13 and 10 all time in the playoffs. Well, I guess um, our comparison's either Roethlisberger or Flacco. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, who was the other, the, the, pre, the, what's the word, the constant presence in the AFC back then? It was Flacco and Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers and uh, Alex Smith, maybe <laughs> with yeah, the Chiefs. Not really, but yeah, sort yeah, of. I, it doesn't exactly fit, it. but I'll keep I, I'll keep working on it. I'll keep working on the resumes. Um, I hope the Bills work on some things in the off season. I think getting Von Miller back next year will help out a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on to the Bengals. Uh, actually, real quick, before we move on from the Bills, I just one thing that stuck out to me in this game is why did the Bills decide that they just weren't going to run the ball after all season trying to establish that running game and being like, and they were successful in establishing that running game and then they just go away from it? Maybe because it Did was you watch the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like everyone like ice rink out there. Joe Mixon twenty carries, one hundred and five yards. Samaj P. Ryan Ooh. seven carries, thirty three yards. Boomer. I mean, Bengals brought the right cleats, I guess. I don't know. James <laughs> Cook was 
on ice skates out there. He looked bad. He couldn't stay up by himself. He was the starting running back for this game, and Singletary has been better than him all year long. They they should have. Singletary got seven. I'm sorry, he got six carries. I know that's what I'm saying. He should have gotten more. Yeah. Yeah, I looked up the stats. So running back stats. So excluding all the Josh Allen runs, just looking at the running backs for the Bills. Uh, per game averages during the regular season, 18 attempts for 89 yards, averaging 4.8 yards per carry. On Sunday against the Bengals, 11 attempts for 37 yards, 3.4 yards per carry. They just went away from it. I think like, the Bills and the Chiefs have this problem of being decent in the run game and never using it. Yeah. Yeah, I... But even with that, I think the Chiefs have been better about that this year. Like they've been leaning running on running the ball. No, like like second half of the year in in the playoffs, I feel like they've been using Pacheco at least a little bit. How many carries did Pacheco get last game? Like eight. Let me see. Let me pull it up. Uh, Pacheco got twelve carries. Jarrett McKinnon got eleven. I guess that's okay, but I don't know. They could they could do it more. And they just won't. And especially with all these like two high safeties that they're playing against, like the future is the run game if you can do it well. I think the Bills need to do everything in their power to draft Bijan Robinson. Trade Uh, up if you have to, but I don't know if they'll have to, depending on whoever, whatever the teams in front of them need. But what they'll be like in the 25 to 27 range for pick. Does anyone know their exact pick? Uh, give me one second. I can tell you. Um, they're going to be. I mean, yeah, they're going to be up in that in that range. Um, I don't think Bijan drops below twenty three. They'll be twenty seventh. What happens at twenty three? Twenty seventh pick in the draft will be the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> the Dalvin Cookless Minnesota Vikings. Say that. Say it again, Rosie. I think he's getting picked at ten. By who? Who's that? Who's the Falcons. Eagles, the Eagles. What? If the Eagles take him, it'll be in their at their their Eagles actual. Eagles just first rushed pick. for like over two hundred yards. Why would they take him? They don't need Why him. Not? What else do they need? <laughs> probably they probably well, need if, something else. If they take him, they won't be taking him at ten. I don't think. No. I I would be I would be surprised. They just re-signed My- Miles Sanders too, didn't they? No, he's a free agent. Well, they're gonna. I don't know. I don't think they'll they probably will. tag him. But, That's an option. Um, okay, moving on to the Bengals. I, we've already said a lot of this. Burrow, I mean, Bengals looked incredible. I think Burrow is kind of creating a reputa- reputation for himself of just being out of this world in the playoffs because it's just he's he's strung together enough wins now and getting to the Super Bowl last year and everything and then dominating the Bills all on the road and the snow like he did was crazy impressive. Um did anything stick out to any of you about the Bengals' dominance on Sunday? Anything specifically? Joe Shiesty is incredible. I mean, he wasn't missing at all. Yeah. Also, he just, just, look, sh- just ahead, shout Alex. out to that offensive line. Like, those guys who just stepped up, hadn't started all year. Like, they were balling yesterday. Joe Burrow, did, did he even get sacked? He got sacked once? one time. So yeah, they they were just balling like they didn't care. Don't listen to the talk. Like just go out and play. Like it's great to see. Yeah, 
Yeah, he got sacked one time, and when the game actually mattered, they only punted one time. They ended with two punts, and the second one was with like four minutes left when they were up by 17. So the game was essentially over. Um, just an impressive game from Cincinnati, and we'll talk about their matchup against Kansas City when we get when we get to looking towards next weekend. But oh, I can't wait for it. Um, all right, uh, let's get it. Let's do it. <laughs> Final game of the weekend. The America's 40, team. 49ers nineteen. <laughs> 49ers nineteen. Cowboys twelve. Um let's hear it. Go ahead. Empty the clip on the Cowboys, specifically Dak Prescott, anywhere you want to go. Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Empty in the clip. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Trent, you're, po- you're pointing to you're over here for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go first? Um, I didn't get to watch the first quarter of this game. Same. I was playing old man hockey. Um, but from what I did watch, that was bad. Eh? That, that was. <laughs> <laughs> that <Hey>. was uh, <laughs> Woo! Most expensive quarterback in the league next year plays for you guys. So have fun with that one. He looked great. <laughs> yeah. Tony Pollard. That's Tony Pollard got. got Tony Pollard got cheaper. Which that was unfortunate. I'll give you that. Um yeah, Dak is he ain't it, dude. He's got like a fifty million dollar cap hit next year. Have fun with that one. Forty-nine million, but we're splitting hairs at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's only forty-nine point nine 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 point two. Let's Rosie, be honest. You want to go next? Yeah, uh, Dak is uh, a ten to fifteen ranked quarterback. That's what oh. he's always been. He's capable of good games. It's Nobody was saying that he's not. So after all the praise last week, I hope all you Dak fans see what he really is. And it's not that. It's not last week or th- this week against the 49ers. He's not that bad all the time. But he's a 10 to 15 range quarterback. That's it. Dak or Alex, you're, you've actually been a fan of Dak. Anything yeah. from, from this game? been a fan of Dak, but I heard a stat today. So since 2019, Dak has not gone two games in a row without turning the ball over. And if I would have known that before last week, I don't think it would have praised him as much. I think I would have said, okay, he had his one good game. So let's expect on the next game that he's going to screw up. And that's exactly what happened. Unfortunately, I don't know. They probably need to get him another receiver. And just hope for the best there. I don't know what they're going to do with Zeke and Pollard and the running game. They had T.Y. Hilton. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Yeah, (laughs) he showed up for like one second and then was never seen from again. But just in general, it's sort of concerning. Like, I really don't know where the Cowboys go from here. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, The game sucked. Uh, That was a great coaching, too. That whole great coaching by Mike McCarthy. He's He's a great coach. Yeah, you guys should re-sign him. 
lifetime extension. Well, he still is under contract. It's it's not a conversation. Well, give right him now. a like lifetime extension. Oh, I forget. People don't see our text messages that we have. Um, Mike McCarthy is the worst coach in the football league. And Andrew no, was saying he was the fourth best in the playoffs. He's not he the worst is, coach in the NFL. Dude, you tell no, me. No, I was right not now. saying he was the fourth. No, that that is a lie. I was saying he was ahead he was the fifth. of get the receipts. I was, saying, I was saying he was ahead of Nick Sirianni and Zach Taylor. Which I don't so think he that's preposterous. Yeah. Sorry, I went run from four to five. My bad. Yeah. Rounding I'm telling you right strength. now. Vikings 49 million versus 50 million cap hit for Dak rounding matters. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, Alex Vikings fire Kevin O'Connell tomorrow. Um, and I could have any NFL coach. There are 31 other NFL coaches I'd rather have than Mike McCarthy. Ron Rivera. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Leader Arthur Smith. No doubt. I don't even know who he is. I don't know. Oh yeah, I'll take him. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, he was he was great in Minnesota. Not as a head coach, he wasn't a head coach there. Yeah, he, yeah, but he was. Head is up. He, he ran a decently good offense. Brandon Staley. Yep. Mm, no, no. But also, okay, this isn't. You can't say there's 31 other coaches because there aren't 31 coaches currently employed. It's like eight <laughs> openings. That's Got what him. I. That's how bad. So if you want to go off, if you want to go off a twenty twenty two head coaches, would you take him over Nate Hackett or Cliff Kingsbury or no? I, mean, I, I tell rule? you right now, like on like I'll find a Bible. Mike McCarthy <laughs> is my least favorite coach and the worst coach in the NFL. I would not want him to coach my team over any other NFL coach in the league. He doesn't do anything. What does Nick Sirianni do? I don't know. I don't watch the Eagles. Nothing. He, got into the, he just got to the NFC Championship. Yeah, he's in the yeah. NFC Championship game. Zach Taylor went to the Super Bowl last year, and Rosie would have you believe he's worse than a JV football coach. Well, Zach Taylor's in the championship game again this year, so give me that over Hot Dog McCarthy. McCarthy's won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers won that Super Aaron, Bowl. And that Clay Matthews in that awesome defense. That team was so good. Yeah. So when a team does well, just is it because of the the players, or is it because of the coach, or is it a little little bit of both? Because I'm trying to figure out the loopholes in your argument here. There are none. Mike McCarthy <laughs> sucks. I'm telling you, the reason the Cowboys won how many? Twelve games? Thirteen? Twelve? Back twelve back years. Yeah. Is because Dan Quinn is the best defensive coordinator in football, and he Kellen Moore that. is top ten offensive coordinators. And if those two were not there, they won't the, be next ca- year. the Cowboys, they probably go nine and eight like they always do. They got lucky because the NFL added one more game, so they can't go eight and eight. <laughs> they haven't gone eight and eight in a while. But my bad. It's either <laughs> four and 12 or nine or eight. Not eight and eight, though. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, All I'm saying is Mike McCarthy was gone. a dumb hire. <laughs> And he's a bad coach, and that he will not win. He will not make a championship game with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, well, if he, I mean, that's a tall task for a Cowboys head coach. It hasn't happened in twenty-seven years. I mean, yeah, but you guys expect him to. I was the I was shocked when I saw I was the only one that picked the Forty ers this week. The only one. All four of you guys picked the Cowboys to win, and that Cowboys were the better team. 
They were not the better no. team. How were they yeah, the better they were. team? They had a, every single opportunity to win that game, and they just chose mm-hmm. not to. And so if you're comparing that to like the Bills and the Bengals, like the Bills got absolutely shellacked. Like there was no no chance. The Cowboys, they could have won me? that game like four or five times if Dak wasn't the worst. Well, there's a lot of things. If Tony Pollard doesn't get hurt, if Dalton Schultz remembers he's playing NFL rules and not college, I mean, there's a lot of things that could. Untimely penalties on the defense who was owning the 49ers the whole game. Have y'all ever seen them actually call the rule where you have to be moving forward to be get called out of bounds? And if you're moving sideways, they say the clock still runs. Have you ever seen that be called in a game? Yesterday. Outside I mean, of the ball. Cowboys game. All for it, man. They uh, never you, you call that. You just don't that. see it happen. Well, just because they never call it doesn't mean they shouldn't. It's so frustrating. It's so right. frustrating. Lots um, of bad penalties in that game, too. Like the one where they sacked Brock Purdy on a third and 10, to, and they were kicked out of, outside of a field goal mm-hmm. range. And then penalty on Kittle. Yep. No, I know. I, I don't... Um, I'm just I, don't know. I think the Cowboys should have won. I think they were the better team. No, they should have. That, that game stung more than the game last year. If yeah. Kirk Cousins is quarterback of the Cowboys, they win that game. Yeah, absolutely. If Rush is quarterback of the Cowboys, they win that game. <laughs> <laughs> According to the great Skip Bayless. I don't know. I think it's simple. I think if Tony Pollard doesn't get injured, they win that game. Their offense, no. they their offense had no juice after that. Zeke needs to retire. Was Tony Pollard really doing anything though before he got injured? Yes. Yes, he was. Look at all these Cowboy fans just finding excuses left and right why they can't beat the 49ers in the playoffs. <sighs> Tale as old as time, Beauty and the Beast, Dallas Cowboy fans. You know, DK put up as much points as the Cowboys did yesterday. They both put up 12 points. I mean, no, the game sucked. I'm not. <laughs> You're making excuses. Your team lost to the better team. I'm talking team. about aspects I mean, of the Rosie game. I mean, said the Cowboys were the better team. They're not. The 49ers are the best team in football. No, they're not. Uh, maybe not the Bengals. The Bengals look really nah, good. The, Eagle, the Eagles are winning next week, but we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, what did the 49ers do? They won. That was so great. End of story. End of story. They scored their, more points than the other team. Their defense, defense, that be the their defense the was balling. Their defense was balling, though. What do you mean? Their defense like, looked incredible. Fred Warner is an absolute beast. Yeah, he ran stride for stride with freaking CD down the seam. Like I've never seen a line. It's not like they that. were getting pressure on Dak though. Dak just well, turned into to. a pumpkin. Well, they were. They were. Yeah. They got a it little, was up and down. They were getting. I mean, on that consistent. on that play that Alex was talking about, where Dak threw it to CD and Fred Warner was in coverage with him. I mean, if Dak, Dak got there was an open blitz immediately, and if Dak had another half second, he was able to make a better throw to CD Lamb on that one, and it's probably a touchdown. So, I mean, they were getting pressure. It wasn't consistent, but they were getting pressure. Kind of similar to the Cowboys defense against Brock Purdy. There was it, pressure. It was just not consistent. Like, if Dak plays like he did last week, the Cowboys blow out the 49ers. Well, yeah. The like 49ers don't yeah. have a chance to. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, the better team you, lost no, because I don't, Dak was, like, trying to take a safety at the end of the game. And then dude, I don't know what was going on with that. <laughs> Only thing he couldn't do. Trying to do I don't. Th- I don't think you can blame that whole game on Dak. I think San Francisco's defense was not Tampa Bay's defense. 
I I think it was good, but there was definitely holes. Like if Dak didn't throw an interception in the red zone. See, I keep coming up with all these singular singular Dak plays that he did to mess up the game. All right. Well, hats off to Brock Purdy. Um, If Turpin didn't, Go to the outside on the uh, kickoff. Oh my gosh, dude! If he <laughs> would have busted what it, was the right, it would have been a touchdown. What about, no one's talking about this, but what about that Diggs dropped uh, pick off the deflection? No one's really Diggs, talking about Diggs that. Diggs had a really that bad too. It went right through his hands, right? And it was it was like in his chest too. Like, come on, dude! Just catch it another year, man. Something always happens. But hey, next year is our year. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think it is. Um, uh, which I guess I'll take this time to say, so next Friday, uh, so what is that? Friday, February the 3rd, I think. Um, I'll have an article coming out on the Making the Call Substack for a Dallas Cowboys offseason primer. So make sure you're subscribed to that. Go back and read. God. Can't wait it's to for- read that one. I was just about to say, make sure you go back and read Trent Starr's article from last week. It was really good. (laughs) But, you know, just make sure you go look at our divisional. Actually, don't look at the division round picks. Go look at the wild card round picks. Just a little blast from the past. Just ignore (laughs) the picks from last week. Um, And the 15-1 player pop record. Ignore that, too. Yeah, ignore that, too. That's a good idea, Trent. Ignore that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Let's move on to conference championship preview. Um, we'll just, I mean, there's only two games left, guys. Uh, Sunday, 2 p.m. Central, 49ers at Eagles. Philly is a two and a half point favorite on, at home. Over under is 45 and a half. Two best rosters in the NFC, I think. Um, Rosie, I know you were saying the Cowboys were better. I think top to bottom roster wise, I'll give the edge to the 49ers here. Um, I mean, just look at their skill position players compared to the Cowboys. Um, two best rosters in the NFC facing off the NFC title game. I think subjectively, this is the matchup we deserve to see. So I'm excited to watch it. It's going to be Brock Purdy's first road playoff game, and it's going to be on the road in Philadelphia, which is not a friendly place to play. Um, despite the saying, it is not the city of brotherly love. So does that concern you at all if you're a Niners fan? I mean, how, what, what, I'll open it up with this. What do you expect from Brock Purdy next Sunday against the Eagles? I, I don't think he's going to be good. If if he can't cook Trayvon Diggs and company, then he's not going against Slay and Bradbury and probably the best defensive backs in the league right now. And with the mm-hmm. Eagles, you know, they had 77 sacks last year. Yeah, led the league. That's insane. They're best overall, like in all of the history of the NFL. No, they yeah. were. I thought they were like three sacks away from the record. Yeah, I think they're like third all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think Purdy's going to have a good game. Yeah, I agree. I think this is just the perfect formula for Purdy to finally have his crappy game. Like, has he really had a bad game yet? But. Overall, I just think this the Eagles are going to get a lot of pressure. Stop the run, make Purdy beat you in the pass, and you got it right there. Like, just make him do that for four quarters. The Seahawks made him do it for two. The Cowboys 
sort of made him do it for two in the first half, and then he figured mm-hmm. it out. But that's the key. You got to stop the run and make him do it in the pass. Trent? Uh, it just depends on if Philly fans figure out where uh, the 49ers are staying, hotel-wise. <laughs> and cut the water or not, I guess. They're bringing yeah. some batteries and it snows. Yeah. Yeah. Let me cut the power. No, it's going to be it's going to be sunny in 50, so weather should not be an issue for this game. <clears throat> so no weaponized snowballs. That's, that's No weaponized snowballs. That's good. That's always good in Philly. Um cuz it happens. It does. Watch out Santa. Uh, I I I like the 49ers. I've been saying it for probably a month and a half now. I think they're the best team in football. But I don't think that anymore. I think the Bengals are. But Spoiler alert! Um, yeah, I like I like the 49ers in this game. I think the Eagles get, are way too cocky right now, and they're gonna get. I mean, they just how, blew out division rival. How would you say they're being cocky right now? Nick like, Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. <laughs> that's. Like, I think that's I didn't just have to his, answer that question. Hey, he's a great coach. Come on, he's. Cocky. I think that's just his uh, personality. Though. I don't know. Yeah, you can cocky. have you can be you can be cocky as a personality. That's the thing. Yeah, but I guess I just think that's him. I don't know if that reflects over the whole locker room and all that. They might be playing with some swagger, but I don't know if they're just gonna walk up there and be like, "Uh, "This is we're owed this." Like we don't have to come up and play. Like I think they're still gonna show up and ball out. You're describing entitlement. Yeah, which is swagger, right? It's sort of the same thing. No, and like you expect that you're just that good that like I don't really have to try. Like I'm just that good. Let me rephrase it. Their confidence is through the roof right now. And yeah, I mean it can be, and I think the 49ers are going to humble them pretty good. I don't think they play. I would also say I think the 49ers' confidence is through the roof as well. Like they're just as cocky, in my opinion. All right, confidence meter, one to a hundred. Where do you put the Eagles, and where do you put the Niners? (laughs) How they view themselves? I think they're (laughs) both. Which team team has the most confidence in themselves? They're both at least at ninety-five. Like. Yeah, yeah all right. They both play with swagger. <laughs> um, Phillies defense versus Niners defense. Which unit's going to end up being more impactful in this game? Uh, Eagles defense. That's yeah. a tough question. I mean, honestly, I'd, can I say both? Because, like, both. Teams... No, you have to pick one. All right, I'm going to lean Niners just because I think overall they're a little bit better than the Eagles, but the Eagles also have a great squad. But. Just Niners, because I think the Eagles have a little bit better, more weapons on offense. I'm going Niners defense as well. They haven't really given me any reason to not pick them. Yeah. I'll go Niners defense as well, because I think you could say, like, Eagles have a good secondary, but I'm nervous if I'm them about trying to slow down the Niners running game. But I think the Niners defense is going to be prepare to slow down anything on the Eagles offense. Um, So I'll say Niners as well. All right. Let's see. I'm going to ask two questions. I'm going to say the Eagles win if who wants to take that. And then I'm going to say the 49ers win if, and who wants to take that. So Rosie, you want to take the Eagles? Yeah. Trent or Alex, who wants to take the Niners for what? Take the 49ers win if. Blank. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. All right, Rosie, the Eagles win if. 
AJ Brown cooks. Okay. Uh, if he gets like a hundred yards or something, who who's the uh, Niners quarter cornerback? It's like Charvarius Ward. Oh yeah, dude. DK yeah. cooked cook that dude. That's up, what right? I'm saying. You can take advantage of him. DK destroyed Ward, and I think AJ Brown is a better version of DK. So, and also you saw AJ Brown moping on the sideline, so he's probably going to get the ball this week. Yeah, you should okay. just text DK and get some tips. Yeah. Um, no, I like that because it. I saw I saw something interesting, and it was comparing like the route charts for DK in the wild card round versus CD Lamb in the divisional round. Okay. And with DK, they were having him run more than ten yards down the field, like almost every play, and they were attacking the Niners deep, which is kind of how you beat them. Right. And I think CD lamb ran past the 10 yard line, I think three times the entire game running all these short routes. And he probably got targeted all three times too, didn't he? Probably. Yeah. So um, you got, you got to try and beat the Niners deep. You got to go for those chunk plays because they're too fast on defense to nickel and dime your way down the field. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like that Rosie. All right, Trent. 49ers win the game if they win the line of scrimmage game. Mm. If Christian if Christian McCaffrey can go off in the run game, then I don't see how the Eagles compete in this game. I because I mean it's it's easy to say if Christian if running back A gets 150 yards and two touchdowns, then yeah you're gonna win most of the time. Wow! But if if, the, if if San Francisco is unable to run the ball and set up the play action plays, then they're going to have a tough time beating the Eagles. And I think the same, the same could be said for the Eagles via or versus the 49ers. If the Eagles can't run the ball, they're screwed. Hmm. So this game's going to be decided in the trenchers. Trenches is what you're saying. <laughs> trenchers. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I could see that. Um, all right, picks time. Who's winning the game? Do we have the spread? Uh, Philly minus two and a half. All right. Eagles win and cover. Eagles win and cover. Okay. Yeah, I'm also going to go Eagles win and cover. Uh, yeah, I, it's just it's a tough game to pick. It's pretty much a pick em. Two and a half. It's just a really tough line. But I just like the Eagles a little bit better at home. Jalen Hurts looked really, really good. He didn't even have to try that much for, I don't know, maybe more than just the first half. So I'm just going to ride with the Eagles win and cover. Okay. Uh, Trent. I am going 49ers. To win outright, so they're going to cover as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I will go... Don't say Eagles. Why? Because if we're all picking against Trent, we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, because here's here's my thing is, 
I want to pick the Niners, but before the playoffs, no, yeah, before the playoffs, I picked the Eagles to come out of the NFC. So it's do I stay true to that or do I go with the Niners? That's my dilemma right now. What does your heart say? Well, my heart is full of the Eagles losing because it's the Eagles. So I guess I'll go with my heart and say Niners win in cover. So, all right. Um, Over under, hold on. Over under for this game, 45 and a half. I've been awful at picking over unders. Do y'all want me to just pick mine first and then y'all can just take the other side because I've been pretty good on the other bets, but let's see. Wild card round, I was... Um, 0 for 6 on over. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was 1 for 5 on over unders in the wild card round. And then I was uh, 1 for 3 in the divisional round. So, or 1 for 4. So, not uh, 2 for 10 of the 10 games. Um, so, what was it? Over 45 and a half. Ah. Oh, gosh. Um,. I'll go under. Over. 49 okay. and a half, he said. Yeah. 45 and a half. 45 and a half. 45 and a half. 45 and a half. Okay. Shoot. Going under. Championship game could be a little cagey at the start. Going to go under. I'm going to go under as well. I think it's going to be a lot of running and therefore a lot of clock running. Therefore, not enough time to get 50 points. Okay. So to uh, recap, myself and Trent are taking the Niners. Alex and Rosie are taking the Eagles to win in cover. And then me, Trent, and Alex are taking under 45 and a half. Rosie is taking over 45 and a half. Um, Next game, Bengals at Chiefs. It's Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Kansas City is a one-point favorite at home. Uh, Over-under is 47. Mahomes is hurt. I mean, he's not going to be 100%. Uh, If he was healthy, I would say it's probably a true toss-up. But now it feels likely the Bengals are going to win. And I think I'd go as far as to say they're going to win handedly. Um, What does you all feel on this game? Well, the Bengals always own the Chiefs. And now with Mahomes hurt, I don't, I don't know how the Chiefs win this game. To be honest, unless they really run the ball well, but and then you look on the other side of the ball, and Chris Jones is basically the only pass rusher, and he's going up against the only intact guy on the Bengals' offensive line, Ted Karras. So I, I think that they can, I think the Bengals can do what they did last week. Okay, so it sounds like your pick here, it's the Bengals. Yep. Which means you would pick them to cover as well. Um, Alex, how do you feel about this game? Where, I mean, sort of you don't have same. to make your pick quite yet, but just overall okay. thoughts on it. I mean, overall thoughts, I do not think it's a good thing that Patrick Mahomes is going to be 60 65% at best. The Bengals are playing the best they've played all year, even with their offensive line troubles. Like... I don't know, outside of, I guess, Frank Clark and Chris Jones, I don't know how they're really going to get pressure on Joe Burrow. And even if they do, it might not matter because they'll have a game plan for it. I just, all this seems like it's lined up for the Bengals to just 
sort of take it to them on can- against Kansas City. I mean, they're used to playing in Kansas City. They're not going to be scared by the noise and all that. I just – maybe Patrick Mahomes is going to shock the world, but I don't see it right now. I mean, you mentioned it a little bit, but, I mean, is there any – chance the Chiefs defense can contain the Bengals offense or is that just a mute point at, at, at this stage and mm-hmm. how well the Bengals are playing I'd say there's a chance they just they have to get pressure on Joe Burrow contain the run make him only pass the ball like make him one-dimensional and then yeah we can talk about that but if they can't do that then no hmm. okay Trent Trent how do you feel about this game <sighs> dangerous I feel like every, I think, I think everyone is riding off the chiefs and I don't like that. That's what's happening because things rarely happen the way everyone thinks they happen. That's a good point. Um, so that being said, I'm more confident in the, um, Bengals because of the reasons everyone has been saying is Patty Mahomes should not have played in the fourth quarter of that last game. Once they went up, once they went up ten or whatever, they even even seven, take them out. I mean, there's there's no way that Matt Castle is that bad, or who Chad Henney, yeah, Chad Henney. <laughs> that's that's I mean that's there's that's no kind of my point is is. I mean, if you're gonna play next week, you're gonna play. You're gonna be hurt. Everyone knows it. People are gonna fall. And may or may not be accidental on Patrick Mahomes' mm. feet. So, I, and the Bengals are not shy about being a dirty defense. They 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 play in the AFC North. So, or North East North North. Yeah, yeah. That always that always confuses me because like they play in the North, but the Patriots play in the East, and it's just confusing. Um, the Cowboys play in the East. <laughs> yeah, makes no right? sense. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I I am cautious about this pick, but I'm leaning towards the Bengals as well. Okay, um, let's make our picks then. So Rosie, you've got the Bengals to win and cover. <sighs> Healthy Mahomes, I'm picking the Chiefs to win this, but that just feels like a big blow to them. So I'll take the Bengals to win and cover as well. Uh, Alex, who's winning this game? Can you remind me of the spread? First. Kansas City by one, so it's a pick 'em. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bengals to cover, pretty easily. And win. Yeah, What's and win. Yeah, and win. Sorry, Trent. Uh Bengals. Wow. Okay, so Sports Chiefs are gonna blow them out. Then we all we are all picking <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> um, yeah. Over under forty seven. I mean, What's the weather? I'm not oh, making that's a pick that's anymore a until the, I know the great, weather. That's a great yep. point. Trent, are you looking it up? Check the yeah. wind, too. Check the wind. Check the humidity and check the main allergen right now in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, pollen forecast. Every, all the games are on Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday at yeah. 5.30 Central Time. Championship It Sunday. is going to be cold. How cold? 20. Is the high yeah, precipitation so they, wind? What do we uh, what do we look at? 23 percent chance of snow, wind thirteen miles an hour, so nothing abnormal in Kansas City. Take it um, Is the game? What time is the game at? Five thirty. So it'll be dark. It will be cold. It'll be about 
15 degrees, 10, 15 degrees. I'm taking it. And back to you, Andrew. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Over. Okay. The cold doesn't bother them. I'm going over as well. I I don't believe in the Chiefs defense. And I don't really believe in the Bengals defense either. Yeah, I'm going under. Not under. You're going over? No, over. Yep, over. Over? All right. Three overs, one under. All right. Those are our picks. Uh, When we meet next week, we're going to know who will be playing the Super Bowl. Um, What's Austin's picks? Who's that? (laughs) Who? Who cares? Friend of the pod? (laughs) All right. Be nice. Um, That's all I had for the pod. Rosie, you've got a fantasy question, I think. Yeah. Uh, where does Jalen Hurts rank next year? Ooh, good question. This year he finished QB three with missing a couple games. So, so where does he finish just for next year? Mm-hmm. Just for next year. Um, because I, I feel like what he did this year was really good. It, but I'll say he finishes fifth. I don't think he's going to be as high, but I think he's still going to be a top five fantasy option. Yeah, I sort of agree. I just think fifth was a little, just a little low. I'm going to go four, just one slot above. <laughs> like there might be that one surprise guy we're not thinking of that might jump ahead of him. But other than that, his rushing ability and just his ability to get even better as a passer, I'm going to go four. Uh, let's see. Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, uh, somewhere in the four to six range, I think. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with six just for the sake of everyone else. Pick four and five. Okay. I'll go five. Whereas five? Yeah. I don't know. That that feels like that feels right, I think. Like I'm not gonna draft him ahead of Josh Allen or Joe Burrow next year. So Hmm. Yeah. Like if you I had just, to do a draft right now for next year, it is kind of hard not to pick Hertz third, but yeah. at the same time. Well, so if you're picking him third, who are you picking ahead of him? Mahomes and who? Allen. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the I think that's the thing that Hertz has going for him is he doesn't at least this year, he didn't make a lot of risky throws. So over the course of the season, limiting those interceptions is a big plus. You know, but you don't get as many big plays either, though. So, yeah, but I mean, he's got AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, so I mean, he'll get his fair share. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I'd have him fifth. I think I would go Justin Fields one, Patrick Mahomes two, <laughs> Dak, probably Josh Allen three. Burrow four, Hertz five. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, maybe Bryce Young six. Feeling crazy. <laughs> um, all right, that's a good fantasy question. I think that's going to do it for the podcast. Uh, Trent, dad joke. You're getting so close, man. You're what, two days from the due date right now? Yes. Whoa. That's exciting. All right, uh, who haven't I? I think I've asked all you guys. So who? Wants you never to ask me, but Andrew one to one twenty eight. I'm not keeping track. Don't worry. <laughs> Andrew one to one twenty eight. 
74. I feel like that's already 74. been picked. 74. Uh, uh, Alex, one to three. Two. I hung a framed copy of the U.S. Constitution on my wall. It's a decoration of independence. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of decorations, if you guys want a giant NFL flag. No, no free advertising. <laughs> no, you can advertise this. You can advertise Go to framefavors.com. Click uh, NFL flags. They're giant. So it's just the big NFL shield. You just put it on your wall like you're Rob Lowe or something. <laughs> yeah i just like the sport <laughs> or what is it? yeah something like that yeah give us a give us a website again www.framedfavorites.com framedfavorites.com go check it out um get all your flags nfl and you've got other stuff not just nfl on there too so you got a lot of other stuff yep. go check that out for sure um that's gonna do it for the podcast um we will be back next Monday um, recapping the conference championships and maybe previewing the Super Bowl. We might be doing something else. We'll see because I know we've got that two-week period. Maybe we'll power rank our uh, Pro Bowl competitions. Who knows? Um, just get really <laughs> crazy on the podcast. But uh, we'll be back next uh, Monday night on Twitch, uh, Tuesday morning in podcast form. Uh, before then, make sure you're subscribed to our Substack. Uh, I've got an article coming out this Friday all about the Texas Rangers and their crazy offseason that they had. Um, just spoiler alert, they added a lot of pitching and their pitching looks to be a lot better than it has been in years past. So um, get excited for that. That article is coming out Friday. Uh, you can find that at the Making the Call Substack. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, that's going to do it for the podcast. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Enjoy the football uh, this next weekend with the conference championship. We only got, we've only got three games left. We've got the two games this weekend and then the Super Bowl. So enjoy it while we still have it. Um, yeah, have a fantastic week and we will see you next time.